right, welcome back to the Fake Friends Podcast, episode 21. We are the coolest hosts on the planet of any podcast. That is undeniable. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's get much cooler. Live. Here we are, live and living color. What up? Hey, man, you know, it's been a minute. Uh, I'd say that we're back, but that would mean that we left and we never left. So, you know, we're just here again. <clears throat> take a necessary breather. Um, yeah. How's my audio sound? Do I sound okay? Yeah, it does. Sounds clean. Uh, sounds clean? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. No, uh, yeah, no weird tube huh. deep, right? You don't hear that, huh? Yeah, no, that's what I'm, I'm just like calling you an engineer. Yeah, just call me the yeah. engineer, just the engineer. I know. I'm about the to, engineer. I'm about to make my IG pri- uh, public, dude, and just put that in my. You should. Just, just put it in your, yeah. I'm, about to, yep, I'm about to become a business IG. Speaking of which, dude, um, we're, we're this episode we're talking about whatever the fuck we want because that's our podcast. We just talk per about usual. Um, so I just wanted to buy for no reason a fantasy baseball magazine. I mean, I already know everything, anyways, but um. I fucking, when I first processed it, it was like, oops. So I was like, oh, I'll go back and just resubmit it. And then I did. And then I ended up buying it twice. So now I got to buy it twice. Back. Yep. So I tried. I got to cancel Well, it. just shoot it to me. I'll give you the money for it. All right. Well, if that's the case, I try canceling it. But yeah, we'll see. I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, you get to just ship it this way. I, I will. I will, dude. I will. <laughs> I'm fired up, dude. Fucking baseball season. It's February 3rd. It's baseball season. So yeah, what um, pitchers, pitchers and catchers should be, should be there in a couple weeks once they figure out, once they hash out their contracts and you know, let the ink dry. Once they, once, they, once they figure it out, they should figure it out soon, though. Yeah, they need to figure that shit out ASAP before I fight yeah. everyone because yeah. there, there cannot be a delay to the baseball season, especially when no. you had 2020. You had 2020 with the delay because of um, uh, politics. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, um, yeah, they need to start it up. The... Everyone benefits with a on-time baseball season. Everyone, owners, players, fans. Everyone benefits. It's always, it's always, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's good. I don't want. I don't know the reality of the situation, depending on how late it goes. Because personally, I don't think players need spring training. I just think pitchers do. If you're a baseball <laughs> player and you think you need at bats to play baseball before your season starts, fight me because you played baseball your whole life. Go see a pitch, step in the box, take a pitch, and get your timing down. Okay, how Here's many? Where, I mean, you you played at that. No, level. so yeah. How so I was gonna say, do you need to see a fucking fastball to know you need to hit a fastball? It's a mental. No, thing. so 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 um, I won't. I won't. I mean, I, I won't say don't need. Definitely pitchers. Pitchers definitely need spring training. Pitchers, hundred um, percent, and position players. But but I'll tell you this. If you were doing what you were supposed to be doing, if you were in the playoffs and you were playing through what September, uh, well, early part of October is it? Um, if you were in the playoffs, you took about a month off and you started working out in November, December, and January. If you were in the playoffs, you was getting your you was getting your reps in, you was getting work in October, November, December, and January. Spring training um, is really just to see, you know. If you're in shape, and yeah, for hitters, you might get some timing down, but realistically, you're not getting that timing down until a month into the season anyways. Um, it's really for pitchers. And, and again, you know, you're just hoping, from a position player standpoint, you're just hoping that you're like physically, physically ready to go. Um, I do think it's it's a nice little warm-up period because if you just, you know, jump right out there, roll out the bed when the stats count, um, whether you're ready or not physically, 
or if it's taking you two months to get your, you know, your timing down, that's a hole that can be hard to climb out of um, when it counts. So I get, I get it, but you're right. I mean, you know, there's just a mentality also that you have where you just show up and you're like, I'm ready to go. Um, and most of the guys have it. Trust me. There's a common thing, especially amongst position players. Nobody likes spring training in terms of how long it is. You go, you're there for a week, you're happy to see everybody, you get it going, and then you're like, all right, can the season start? And you still got three weeks left of spring training. So hear me out. Hear me out. Spring training, spring training is like a month too long. And you you're know gonna, how long spring training is? A month. You're going to agree with me on this. <laughs> now, I'm only speaking for position players. First, before I get into what they should do, I do think it's great for, you know, players in the system to get an opportunity to be seen. But yeah, but everybody, not to cut you off, everybody knows where they're going prior to spring training. Like that, that, that's there's, there's, there's no teams being made. Like unless somebody gets hurt, nobody's going there. And it's not a tryout for anybody in the system. Like, you know where you're going prior so, to, you know what's happening. So here's I mean, the individual players might not, but the organization does already. So you take, um, Besides pitchers, pitchers, they can be on their own fucking program because, you know, whatever. But as far as position players goes, it's three weeks. The first week is them just showing up, doing their drills, taking pictures for the fans, taking BP, walking around, doing their baseball thing. The second and third week are all games. Play every day. You play about 10 games. That's it. Done. No more. You don't need any more. You really don't. <laughs> it's too long. I'm telling you, it's too long. Oh, I, would give, I would give spring training a full, like, a full 14 days. Right now, it's a good... Like 28, maybe. It's crazy. Um, well, yeah. well, pitchers and catchers, it's a little longer. I mean, imagine being a catcher. Like, you're in spring training for a month and a half. You for know? No um, now, granted, there's some, there, from a player standpoint, like, it's cool. Location-wise, if you're in Arizona at that time, it's a great time to be in Arizona. Um, if you're in Florida at that time, I don't know when it's a not good time to be in Florida. But it, it's very redundant because the games don't matter. And once once you physically feel ready to go, you're like, I'm ready to start the season. Yeah, You know, um, I will say that I think also the reason that you have spring training, like you can't start playing. <laughs> you can't start a regular season in Boston, Chicago, Detroit in March. No, no. the season should start in fucking. It can't happen. The, the, the season should start like April 25th. And That's I'll, what I mean. Like, you, you know, and, 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 and with that, you can, you can push spring training back have pitchers and catchers report in March, have them go for two weeks, have position players show up two weeks prior to, get them going, you know? But I don't know, man. You know, baseball is probably the most traditional sport on the planet right now, and some things just aren't going to change uh, until, if ever, because I think people that get in positions that make change come from also traditional backgrounds and they want to maintain tradition unless, you know, of course, um, this whole progressive, you know, movement with other other people fulfilling roles. So I, I don't know. I really don't know. Well, that, really that's a know. good segue into, I mean, real quick before we switch topics regarding baseball, we're definitely, after I read my fucking, ma I mean, dude, what don't we know about baseball? I don't need a fucking magazine to tell me what it is, though. It is good for, like, sleepers that people you might not be thinking about, especially when it comes to, like, pitching prospects, guys that, you know, yeah, pitchers, pitchers. can't watch every game. Yeah. No matter how much baseball you watch, can't watch every game. So it, it's going to be cool to check that out. We'll definitely do a discussion um, about it. But yeah, speaking about people stuck in their old ways, um, everyone that needs an ass whooping in baseball, the writers who are just out of touch with reality, Barry Bonds not being in the Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, obviously, Roger Clemens with Barry Bonds. 
I mean, it's just. Hey, and, and you know, it's it work. <laughs> so, all right, look, look, look. Man, um, the guy is, the guy is like, you know, usually they say arguably, the guy's not even arguably the best. He is the best hitter, power hitter of all time. There is no better hitter than Barry Bonds, and there's no more feared hitter than Barry Bonds. Like, he is the guy. Um, and if you were going to put him into the hall, you know how they're like, well, you know, with certain players, um, they're like, well, he's not going to go in this class. He'll go in this class with this, I guess, based on just like who they go in with. David Ortiz goes into the hall on his first ballot in the pop fest for PED. And you're not going to, you're not going to put Barry Bonds in there. Who do you think David Ortiz looked up to? <clears throat> David Ortiz? And don't get <laughs> now, me wrong. I, I will tell you I've what, been, a, I've been you. a Red Sox fan my whole life. Yeah, go ahead. I'll tell you what. I, I, yeah, I'll tell you what. I understand how the perception of him is a first ballot. Like he's had magical moments in the postseason. He's had, um, and at one point, I mean, he, he's a fear hitter also. Pitchers did pitch to him. Pitchers pitched around him. He was dangerous. He's also a likable guy. And that's really all I think that solidified is that if you're likable and you perform for a stretch of five to 10 years, you're probably getting to the Hall of Fame in the big leagues, you know? Same yeah. thing's going to happen with Buster Posey. We already talked about that. He's going to be a first ballot just because everybody likes him. Yeah. You know, I, I will give Buster, though, at least he has an MVP over Ortiz. David Ortiz has no fucking accolades. Yeah, that's true. Other than that's rings. True. Other than I rings. Think, does, doesn't he have some postseason MVPs? I think he has some postseason MVPs. And I'm not hating. I'm not hating on his ability to be a threat at the plate. He really was. And when him and Ramirez were going, those were the two back to back hitters in the league for a few years going for a stretch. So I'm not saying yeah. he wasn't good. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer. Without a doubt, he belongs there. There's no question. I'm saying first ballot Hall of Famer is a fucking joke with no MVP awards. It's a joke when Barry Bonds is in the Hall of Fame. And then Barry Bonds is in the Hall of Fame. It's it's a joke when they're on the same when they're on that same ballot. David Ortiz goes in and Bonds doesn't. That is a joke. So that that's why. <laughs> And I, you know, I love absolutely. Him. Don't get me wrong, I love him. Now, now I will say he doesn't have the accolades, but he does have like over 500 home runs. And again, we're not even at I think 30 people with that feat. Like that's not easy. He's a that's Hall of Famer. Not fan. an easy. Yeah, that's I'm not, not an easy. He's not a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying he's not a Hall of Famer, but, but he's if he's a Hall of Famer, then Barry Bonds play one side of the you play one side of the ball and you never won an MVP. You're not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Miguel Cabrera, if he was only a DH, is a Miguel Cabrera is a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's just easily, easily, easily. So I'm just sitting here like, well, if you're gonna have tiers of the Hall of Fame based on what guys get into show, like based on how their careers work, like you put David Ortiz in because, dude, I'm telling you, they just didn't want back to back years with no one getting in because didn't no one get in last year too? Um, or maybe uh, it's just a joke. I just no, they. I don't think they did. I don't think they had the ceremony. Right. I don't know, dude. All I know is, all I know is, is. Joe Maurer is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. That motherfucker doesn't deserve yeah, to tie a Hall of Famer's shoes. He doesn't even belong in the Hall of Fame. He is. They're going to yeah, fucking put him right in. They'll be like, he never struck out in high school. He is. Joe Maurer. He is. Minnesota zone. Yeah, fuck um, you. I think, honestly, again, and it, you know what's crazy is at one point, like if you ask people five years ago, definitely the other side of the coin would be, no, he can't go into the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds cheated. Roger Clemens cheated. And and the tone of that the tone of that conversation is just completely altered because I think more people have woken up and realized that um, 
performance enhancement drugs, uh, how, you know, however you want to look at it, I don't personally consider it cheating when it comes to playing baseball. I understand it, it, it enhances your physical um, recovery time and physical ability, but it doesn't enhance your ability to hit a ball. Uh, it doesn't enhance your ability to throw a strike. Um, it might enhance your ability to technically hit a ball farther, harder, maybe. If that, but, but like you were already doing that, it doesn't enhance your ability, you know, to really actually compete, I think, at the highest level. And um, if you're going to have some integrity with it, then you got to hold that integrity across the board. Those managers shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame who won rings with players who took steroids. Uh, uh, other players, you know, other players like like David Ortiz, who was popped for taking steroids, shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. And I think it's just a matter of like what this illuminated is that people just didn't like, you know, writers, I guess, didn't like Barry Bonds. Like, imagine if the players voted on who was in the Hall of Fame. Oh, dude, it'd be so much different. Imagine. Imagine if your peers, because realistically, shouldn't that be the determinative factor of the greatest of all time is like amongst your peers? You know, like there's one. All right. I, I remember in Little League, there was one thing that like my Little League had figured out was the first um it was like the first number of all-stars for our little league were voted on by your fellow players and there was no argument with that because you know in little league you have like parents and like i want my kid on the all-star team i'm going to coach the all-star team etc cetera, etc cetera. and so one thing our little league did was they kind of avoided that by having the players vote i think for the first like five or something kids for the all-star team and that way it was undoubtedly who everyone thought were the best players in the league. Imagine if that was at the highest level. Right. Just imagine. You know, I, I because you're going to, your peers are going to respect you based on what you do on the field. They don't give a damn if you're an asshole. They don't give a damn if you talk to reporters, answer reporters' questions, how you want to answer reporters. They don't care. They're going to respect your ability on the field. I don't, I don't, I don't see how you look at somebody like Barry Bonds' numbers, you look at somebody like Roger Clemens numbers, their stats, what they did, and then just their impact on the game, and they're not in the Hall of Fame. So to me, that discredits the Hall of Fame because the best players don't reside there. That's right. You know, I mean, um, when you have, again, I'm not saying this guy wasn't a good pitcher. I'm not saying he didn't come up in big spots or have good seasons. When Mike Mucin is a Hall of Famer and Roger Clemens isn't, the best guys aren't in the Hall of Fame. You have average players, good players. Not great players. Where are the great players? Where are the great players? Give just, us the just, just, <clears throat> you know, just Barry, respect, you know, Barry Bonds had now you could give or take a few stolen bases, but he had a 40 40 season, he had multiple 30 30s. This dude, pre San Francisco, Hall of Famer based on his style of play. Then you go look at his like three to four year stretch from like. 2001 to 2003 or four, what his amount of walks to home runs and power numbers, we'll never see it again. The guy wasn't pitched. No, it's video game stats, bro. Video game. Video yeah. game stats. And he never missed his pitch. And I'm just sitting here like, dude, Barry Bonds' stats for those like three, four years is Hall of Fame worthy. He played 10 years and only had those three years. He'd be in the find Hall me, of Fame. Yeah, find me another guy that has over 500 home runs and 500 stolen bases. Dude, find, me another guy, find me another guy that will ever have that. Barry, dude, it's just it just blows my mind the fact. Yeah, I'm that pretty sure the guy walked like 250 times or 230 times in one season. I think it was. That's in, that's in that's in, that's in like that's almost impossible. 
Yeah, I think it was like 260. And yeah. that is unheard of. Yeah, because I just looked at his stats last week. He got to the plate like 613 times, but he only had like 370 official plate. Of- <laughs> fucking stupid. You know, dude, get me, get me on a show. Get me on a fucking baseball show to fucking debate any. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you what. The only thing the I wish. Yeah. I, the only thing I wish was different was I wish like Joe Madden was Bonds' manager at one point, so he leaded him off. So he batted him lead off. At that t- at that time, if Bonds was batting lead off, are you walking that guy every single time? No shot. No shot. You know. The only thing I will, you know, again, this this always goes to credit. Uh, the the claim the claim that they didn't win. That he didn't win um, in the postseason. Like I, I get the argument, but that's it's not it's not like a quarterback. It's not like a point guard when it comes to like championships where they have more control over the whole aspect of the game and can change the game. Bonds can't do anything from left field when his pitcher is getting shelled. He can't do anything from the bench when his six when the six seven eight hitter or the one two don't get on base and he need you know that's out of his control. And even if, which he did do, perform, you know, because he was pitched around in the postseason. When they pitched to him in the postseason, he hit a bomb. Even if he performed in the postseason, his team's not going to win. And I think that argument kind of holds no weight when they sit here and call Mike Trout a Hall of Famer and he hasn't even sniffed a championship. Bonds against the Angels. Didn't they go seven games? So they went seven. They went seven. And uh, that Angel team's really good, too. He went to the dance. Yeah. Like I yeah. said, Trout. Hasn't Mike Trout will be a Hall of Famer, believe it or not. Even if do you know here's the thing first about, ballot, unanimous too. I'm he's gonna be unanimous, right? And the only play I don't like know, King Griffey Jr. wasn't unanimous, and I guarantee Mike Trout's gonna be unanimous. And I, I think he will too, even if he doesn't deserve it. Because here's the thing, dude. Mike Trout, again, if he can stay healthy, he'll get to 500 home runs. He'll put up some impressive career stats. Not gonna fucking deny that. But this dude is 10 years in the league, 10 years, 11 years, and he gets hurt. Every year, misses a lot of games. So let's say he plays five to eight more years. He's he's only playing a hundred games a year. I don't know. I don't see it happening. I don't even see him getting five hundred. To be honest with you, I I don't either. So he don't get he's to thirty one. He's already thirty one. That's what I'm saying. So if he don't get to five hundred home runs and some other career numbers with hits, RBIs, and uh, batting average, he has no gold gloves, so they're just going to put him in based on a few seasons and MVPs. They shouldn't put him in at first ballot. They should put him in at like third or fourth or whatever. He's going to have he's going to have what? He's got what? Three MVPs? He got three. Yeah. Didn't Bonds have seven? Didn't Bonds have seven? Something like that. Yeah. Bonds had I mean, seven MVPs. I think Clemens had seven side. Yeah. I mean, that's almost half. Like he played 22, 22 years. Bonds has seven MVPs. Like, come on. You know that's who's just- a first ballot Hall of Famer, dude? Max Scherzer. Justin Verlander. Yeah. 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 Hands down. You want to know why? Hands down. Because when you watch them play, you go, they are dominant. They're they dominate. Up. They dominate the game. You know, and, and that's not to say, like, again, you know, we love Mike Trump. He is a dominant player. Uh, despite the despite the arguments that we'll have about whether he's just allowed to dominate or not, because they pitched to him, unlike they did with Barry Bonds. But like you said, he, he's not even playing. 140 games. His last impressive and, season was the one in 2019 when he won MVP and he didn't play like the last month. He didn't play the last like month and a half. He was too impressive. Yeah. Fuck. He, he probably would have hit like 50 bombs. Yeah, he was doing some impressive fucking shit. So, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if he can stay healthy and have seasons like that, well, yeah, that dude's going to be fucking 
the and iPhone. I'm pretty sure he was allowed to take like a, a growth hormone or something because of thyroid, right? Thyroid, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But okay. hey, what do you know? I don't care. I think it's great. Everyone- <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Honestly, <laughs> and here's the thing. Like we were talking about this the other day. People act as if like uh, players that were taking anything, performance and drugs, wasn't was a detriment to the game. Like you like when 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 Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were chasing a home run record, like baseball was at its livest point. Then like kids love you played baseball because of those guys. Kids played. Who do you exactly? Who do you play? Like, why do you play baseball now? Why does a kid want to go play baseball now? Sammy used to sprint on the field, dude. Sprint remember when, on the field? You remember when uh you know printed like, out with the American flag? One of the first games after like 9-11 or some shit. He just sprinted out to the field with the American yeah. flag and it was just took sick, off. Dude. Just took off. Was, and then you're like so you can't you can't. I mean, I remember I remember getting um straight in cars and it was like uh it was like a uh like a prospect that hit 60 or 50 or something. I think it was like oh, that card. I remember sitting in the shop with my dad and they had like a a box of players that I couldn't even name more than three. And the only three that like stand out to me are Bonds. It was like Frank Thomas, somebody else. But everybody was projected to hit like 50 home runs as if like that was the norm for like a power hitter. Now, the norm for a power hitter is like 25 to 30 bombs. I got two points real quick. I know you're absolutely right about that. <laughs> you know what's considered more cheating to me than taking PEDs is corking your bat. Yeah, because that's that's altering. Like to me, that's oh. altering like a tool that you use, yeah. or like or like or like uh, uh, substances on a ball. Like so, that's that's physically cheating. But no, I like that thirty the thirty five home run marker because, dude, getting back to like the point you made about Griffey, who should have been the first unanimous. I mean, he actually shouldn't have been the first unanimous. Like I don't know how Willie Mays wasn't probably skin color. <laughs> Either way, anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. anyways, you look at Ken Griffey Jr.'s numbers, dude. That was like Ken Griffey Jr. still might be the best baseball player of our modern time. Absolutely, and no, I, I mean he dealt and he dealt with some injuries, right? And he, and, dealt and he still hit over six after two thousand. He dealt yep. with a lot of nagging injuries that, mm-hmm. that, but but when you look at his stretch from like eighty nine to two thousand and two, two thousand dude, Unreal. you put him in for how he plays the game. You compare him to like the Tatises, Sotos, Acunas. Like you take all their strengths. Griffey did that. I look at it. I, I I can't say. I mean, I'm you know I'm not this old. I look at like Griffey as like our modern Willie Mays. There was nothing he couldn't do. Oh seriously, he's he really is like. <laughs> I, I don't like how they call Mike Trout the kid because that's supposed to be. Like, yeah, that's that's and, great. and and yeah. then, and then, but 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 before that, you call who was the say hey kid like Willie Mays. Mm-hmm. So it's like Willie mm-hmm. Mays was supposed to be the first five two player, which I believe he was. I could assume that they were beyond man you had mano you had mano it wasn't maze before that um no yeah i think they were like well anyways go, go ahead go ahead go ahead. yeah 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 willie maze five tool mano these two guys well anyways mm-hmm. ken griffey jr even my favorite everyone's favorite player growing up but when you go and look at his stats and you rewatch his games when you're younger it's hard to remember and appreciate but this dude between his offense Ability to put the ball in play, hit for power, swipe bags, and play gold glove defense. He won 10 consecutive gold gloves. This dude, still to this day, if you take Griffey in his prime versus any new guy or anyone in modern day baseball today, 2022, he's better than them. He's better than them. Griffey's better than them. He's better than Acuna. He's better than Acuna. He's better than Soto. 
He's better than Betts. He's better than Trout. He's better than uh, any anyone else. And that's no disrespect to any of those modern guys like Harper, any of them, because they're all fucking future Hall of Famers in their own right too. But I just don't think Griffey gets enough um, attention point to that. I think Griffey, instead of being considered like – he needs to be considered – the greatest modern player, I think, right now for us. You know what I mean? Like in terms of errors, nice. like error, he needs to be that icon for like. I think he does, and I know, and I know people. You can argue Bonds in that, but Bonds started playing a little bit earlier. So, um, but but Junior had better defense, so that's why I just slightly. Mm-hmm. I know Bonds. Bonds, you're gonna say obviously he's the best hitter of all time. Can't argue that, but. In terms of just overall baseball player, I think Griffey should be considered like the icon for this modern era in terms of he's the best player. Like if you and honestly, like- honestly, honestly, I think anybody, you know, kind of in our generation was saying that who when you were a kid, who's your favorite player? They were naming King Griffey Jr. Right. That I mean, um when you when you really yeah, it just it doesn't even it doesn't even uh it doesn't even match up. Now granted. He did, you know, just honored to put this like there was a stretch after 2000 where he didn't he didn't play more than 90 games. Yeah, he was hurt for like three years. Yep. You know that like when you, and he still hit 630 home runs. That's like Willie Mays going to the war. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those players. Yeah, and that's another cool thing about <laughs> a lot of those players that played back in the day. They they took time off because they went to war and it's like, went to war. You're like, you know, first of all, <laughs> they didn't know if they were coming back and they come back and they're still fucking they're around. Still going. You know, it was, they went to war. So, I mean, how was your offseason? Nah, I just fucking fought, fought in World War One, threw, threw fucking bombs on the ground, and then fucking came back and hit some bombs, dude. Story yeah, of my and, life. And you're right. Well, Maze was, Maze was before Mantle. Maze was, uh, Maze was before Mantle. So, like, he was the first, probably first, like first five tool player. And it's like, and Griffey, Griffey, like you said, from 89 to 2000, he was the five tool guy that. And the only thing, like you said, above Bonds is that Griffey was undoubtedly the best defender. There wasn't a ball that he wasn't going to that's get. All, and that, so that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying from like, if you could only put four in a Mount Rushmore, I think Griffey has yeah. an absolute argument to have his head on there. Obviously, Willie Mays. And then, yeah, again, I'm just talking, I'm trying to stay like overall, you know, because mm-hmm. there were some guys that transcended offensively, transcended defensively, but like who did it all around? Because that's the part of the game. You know, like you look at someone like Tony Gwynn, especially when he was skinnier, but you could argue him being one of the best just pure haters of all time, like ever. Like Tony Gwynn's coming up to the plate. He's ball, ball. He's putting the bar- barrel on the ball. But the reason why you could lean more towards Bonds because Bonds is doing the same thing and then hitting it 800 feet. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but if someone wanted to make the argument, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, dude, you're wrong. Tony Gwynn fucking couldn't hit. I'm like, no, Tony Gwynn didn't strike out. And that's another thing about Bonds, dude. He didn't Bonds get out. And neither did Bonds. Strike. That's the thing. People, I mean, granted, he didn't get pitched to, but like, he, you know, he, he only struck out. out. He only struck out over ninety times, three times in his career. He played twenty-two years. Yeah, played twenty-two years, and 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 he struck out over ninety times. I'm sorry, one, four times, maybe five times. You know who I think? Years. You know who I actually think is going to be the best player <clears throat> since um, we'll say going far back as like 2015, out of the young guys that like era. I think Juan Soto is going to be the best out of all of them. Yeah, he's a pure hero. And, you know, that's that's the... He's going to have a career 300 average. He might get... He's going to get close to 3,000 hits, and he's going to have 500 home runs. I'm telling you. And from what I've, like, from what I've seen and heard around, um, 
you know, just as I as I keep up with the league, his the peers that he plays with consider him probably the best hitter in the league right now. You can see it. easily. You can see it, and I mean, yeah, barring 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 injury, because that's the other thing. Durability is definitely an attribute, and you know, uh, one of the best abilities is availability. If you're not available to play, then you can't really, you know, doesn't really count for that. And so, if you stay healthy, I can definitely see that. Um, that's kind of one I think detriment to Tatis right now. I don't know how durable he is to. Sustain the, the electrifying pace that he's been on. Um, but Juan Soto definitely has that in him there to be to be that. Yeah. You know, I, uh, to be that for sure. When I first when I first um got was hearing the hype of Juan Soto, you know, coming up, and this was awesome because he was playing with Harper. What a cool team if they could have kept those two together. But <clears throat> it's kind of like, oh, here's another guy with a lot of hype, whatever. And then when I started watching, I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I was, I was trying to, I was warming up to him. You know, I'm not going to lie. I was at Juan Soto hater at first. I'm like, come on, what's up? Because baseball loves to hype up their prospects because they yeah. want the team to look. So I was like, come on, here's another guy who's probably just going to get hot and then fizzle out. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. And then I'm telling you, dude, my whole perspective on Juan Soto changed because at first when I used to see him moving in the box, staring down pitches, kind of like, who the fuck's this guy? What's he doing? Even though that's some shit I would do and I respect it. But at first it was kind of like, dude, what are you doing? Like he's like doing like some like fucking karate stance and shit. But when he walked his bat down to first base in the World Series after that home run and dropped it, I was like, yeah, okay, he knows. Dude, the he's got a, he, he knows. I was like, okay. Yeah, I was like, he knows. right down there, he knows just, what he's doing. Flip, just snap. And I was like, okay, Juan Soto, you are my, you are my biggest. Ace. Like you were my biggest mate. thing. Yeah. Biggest he thing I've realized. About I saw him. them do it. Yeah. So he's like, I was just having fun. I saw them do it. So I'm going to do it. And I'm like, I love this kid. And he's biggest he thing. Like, he take a pitch off. No, that's what I was going to say. Biggest thing I noticed about him is he is never outside of himself, no matter the moment as a hitter. Like he, he, he does not, you know, some hitters, you'll see it. They'll sleep based on pitches they swing at, um, based on pitches that they miss. Like they just miss pop up, roll over. He, he, he and that was kind of like Barry Bonds. They just they didn't miss, and he doesn't miss. Like he does not. Juan Soto really doesn't miss um, in his approach, and I think that's the hardest part about being a hitter, especially at the highest level. Is you get 600 abs. I'm pretty sure for about 600 of those abs, Juan Soto was never outside of himself or his approach, and that's kind of what separates hitters and makes them elite. Um, and what separates him is he does it. Like you said, with the antics, he'll take a ball and then grab his nuts and look at the pitcher, shake his head. He'll hit a bomb and carry his bat down to first. A lot of players who stay with themselves, themselves, they aren't that animated. I think that's kind of what separates Soto. It's pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, Really, really impressive. He's awesome. A lot of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's he's special. But before we wrap this up, because I, I do got a jet. I got some things to do yep. today. Yeah, me too. But – um. Thoughts on Shohei Otani and future um, of his career for maybe the next two to five seasons, based on him playing both ways and all that. Well, and I'll give you I'll tell you one thought. First thought is if he does what he did last year for the next five years, I, I I don't know how you don't put him on a first ballot Hall of Fame. A guy that pulls out and pitches and then hits like that. Um, I do question. I do question longevity at the highest level to, you know, to be consistent and do what he did. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if like, maybe not even next year, maybe, maybe he still got it physically next year, but I wouldn't be surprised if 
say two, three years from now, um, one of them starts to suffer, whether it's on the bump or at the plate. Um, he seems to really hit kind of with ease. I mean, he's got natural raw, like natural power where he touches and is jumping out. Um, I just think a power arm like that is a lot harder to stay healthy over a course of time and hit. Um, and then there's this, there's this, you know, word around that he doesn't even take BP more impressive. So like if he is just going through the routines of being a pitcher and then he gets into the lineup every other day and is just hitting bombs, I mean, he might be a baseball guy. Because <laughs> that's yeah, might be, he's not, might be if he's not going through any, the gods. yeah, if he's not going through any hitter routine, like, any hitter routine, and he's just and he's just taking like he's just going through a pitcher it's routine. So cool. <laughs> Every other pitcher in the league should be like, "Well, we are just worthless because this guy comes and does everything we do, and then he still goes and hits forty home." You know, um, my thoughts are it's impressive, and honestly, I hope he can do it for another five years uh, because well, who was it? Was it, it was it was was it wasn't Stephen A. Somebody said something about him being the face of baseball can't be because he's not American or because he's Asian, something like that. I just think like you, people want people want to stay in like this trapped mind frame with things. And if he does what he does, that's undeniable. Like separates himself. He he would be the face of this game because he did both things. Like that's a little league player. Like think about it. Your best player in little league pitched through the hardest, batted third. That, yep. like that's <laughs> and he's playing the game he's making the game you know like imagine being a little league and or i'm sorry get to high school your junior year of high school and your coach tells you hey you got to decide you're a pitcher um only now that 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 kind of goes out the window for some kids who actually have some type of ability to do both or even in college yeah you know and and i think what he does if he does it for five years it changes the narrative for some athletes who can do both and that would be kind of good for the game in my opinion yeah so Excuse me, Shohei. If he goes up, because I personally think I I don't know his. And he's got not to cut you off. He's also got one of the coolest nicknames, Showtime. Yeah, so he has everything going for him. He um, I I think he's still in his mid twenties, still young. I give him three years to compete at a high level, maybe five. But even still, he's gonna be the face of baseball. If he rolls out this year, he doesn't even have to do what he did last year. But if he's just in the ballpark offensively, in the ballpark. The face of baseball because he's going to be must see TV. People are yeah. going to want to watch. You're going to watch his ABs. You're going to watch him pitch. What I love about Shohei Otani the most is again, I was a hater in terms of offensively. I thought he couldn't hit off speed, and then he goes out and he just was banging everything. Didn't matter where it was, he was banging it inside, up, down, outside, hard, slow, bending, dropping, whatever. Didn't matter. He was banging it. What people don't realize how good this dude is. This dude swipes bags. He almost had it like he's fast, days. bro. He's he fast. can run. He can run. He had 20. I just looked at he had 26 bats. He almost he almost had a 30-30 season, dude. Dude, he's the he's I'm sorry. Coolest player. I don't in baseball. Want to cut you off. I forgot. He, he hit 46 home runs. 46 <laughs> bombs. Yeah. 46 bombs, 26 stolen bases. You had like a cut like a what? He had 100 he had 100 RBIs. RBIs. And, and I mean like almost, you know, he he scored what 100 runs and 138 hits like dude. He is, and he plays with edge and a chip. He plays with attitude. He's not soft. He's a competitor. He challenges players. He yells. Like, Shohei Otani is the face of it. He's, he's fun player. to watch on the mound. He's fun he's, to watch on the mound. He's, he's animated. He, he, yeah. yeah, he, 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 yeah. he has fun. Like, he has fun with hitters. I think Shohei versus yeah. Soto is a fun And you know matchup. he's only turning 24 this year. That's why, dude, he's still young. I knew it. I thought he was, like, maybe 26. Give him six years to do what he did last I'm year. Telling you, I'm telling you. 
He's going to pitch. Now that I know that, I'm giving him to about 30 to pitch consistently with the hitting. Give him a nice stretch, and then he can just go retire and hit and hit jacks for the rest of his career. This dude is going to be uh, – he could be on the – if he stays healthy at that age, he'll be on the Mount Rushmore baseball. This dude, show you time. No, that's what I'm saying. So, I became a huge fan. He's, he's Being able to watch him more, huge fan. Huge fan. He's 6'4", 210. Like, he, he, he's technically like a, a physical presence, right? And if for the next six years he pitches like he did last year, but even better – because he had, I watched him. He had some tough outings. Like you know, you're facing big league hitters. I don't care how hard you throw. I don't care which throw. Eventually, they're gonna they're gonna get to you. But if he does dominate on the bump for at least six years, and then for the next seven to eight years, he hit thirty to forty home runs. That, that's undoubtedly the best baseball player that we've seen walking the earth. You know what he needs to do? He needs to in the same season when MVP and Cy Young. That would be. Yeah, you know, I don't know if they would allow that, but. I know, right? Yeah, and it's got to be undeniable. It's got to be undeniable. He's got to go like ten and zero with like two hundred Ks, and then he's got to hit like forty forty. Yeah, and then he's got to hit like forty five home runs, steal twenty bags, runs. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be video game. It's got to be type of stuff like you know, like when they go to skip camp, we play fucking video games. They got to do stuff like that. But dude, I'm about to pre-order the show right now just because of that Showtime cover, dude. I just fucking. He's the. That's impressive, man. I got to go. So let's wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap. Let's wrap. Um, dying on the hill, bonds and laws. And uh, that's all I'm going to say on that. Leave it at that. That's right. Yep. Bonds belongs in the hall. Baseball's going to um, start on time. And um, that's it. New music coming out February 11th. New Next song. Friday. Next Friday. Yeah. Be on the lookout. And um, we'll get another one in soon. And if you don't like baseball, then don't listen to this. And if you do love baseball, share it with all your friends. And if you don't, don't like it, yep. with everyone. I don't care, but that's it. Yeah. See ya. Why can't we 